right now I am sitting in a cafe called Holy in a northern suburb of Dakar and I am looking through a glass kind of like porthole through at the cakes there's a beautiful three-tiered carrot cake a thick wedge of cheesecake and there's a line of croissants and cinnamon buns and I've just finished a really delicious cappuccino if this doesn't exactly sound like Bangladesh well you would be right this is a bubble it's a very particular bubble called Gulshan 2 which means flower garden flower garden 2 and this is the area of Dakar where you find all the embassies, the international missions, UNICEF, Argahan Development Network, the World Health Organization, and some of the largest and most prominent businesses in Dakar. It is the most upmarket area of Dakar. There are a lot of 10, 12, 13 story apartment blocks that have infinity pools on the top of them that have little gardens halfway up the building where you can have a stroll around it is a very very well off area and it is nothing like the rest of Dakar however I have been enjoying this area immensely and with actually, you know, without any embarrassment, I believe it or not, I say that this has been a lovely, lovely time and I haven't spent very much time in, let's say, quote-unquote, the real Bangladesh and the real Dakar but what I want to talk about today is why a change can be so valuable in refreshing oneself and the importance of active relaxation so I arrived into Dakar a bit over a week ago and I had a packed speaking schedule ahead of me talking at several different schools, a couple of different embassies, going to the Dakar Medical College and talking at some of the clubs that are also here so a lot of the embassies will have a club attached to them which again is a bubble within a bubble. So there's the Dutch club, the American club, the British club, the Nordic club and these typically are a large walled compound with a sort of three-step security process with multiple doors that you have to close one before you then go through the next and then you're scanned and so on and so forth but on the inside you'll find invariably that there is a swimming pool at least one tennis court usually a football pitch of some description as well a gym and there will be a restaurant and a cafe and they are also pretty pleasant places to be and again quite far away from the reality of what what Dakar is but I came to Dakar with this packed speaking schedule and I was really wondering how on earth am I going to cope because not only did I have a packed speaking schedule but Nader who I cycled with into Dakar she had also arranged a whole slew of extra extracurricular activities beyond my school day and that was things like water polo and boot camping and concerts and swimming and football which sounds fantastic but at the time I was thinking I'm just going to be burnt out from doing these talks like how on earth am I going to have the energy after doing these talks and I know how drained I get from them I love them I 
they were incredibly important to me, but I also feel pretty tired at the end of them. How on earth am I going to have energy at the end of the day to play water polo with people or to rock up to a tennis match? That sounded like so far from what I was able to do. And I think back to times in Kolkata and Delhi where after doing an event at a hospital or a school, I would just go back to where I was staying and I would read a book, uh, go for a run, uh, just do something by myself and I couldn't contemplate doing something with other people because I was just burnt out from human interaction. And today I want to talk about this rediscovery of enjoying hanging out with people, which might sound like a really odd thing to say, but I think that's why, why it's important to say it. It was one day I, I did a talk at the French school in the morning, then I went over to the British High Commission, gave pretty much the same talk again, had a lot of questions, put a lot into sharing my story, trying to persuade people that really you can't hang around to live your best life tomorrow. It's really important. Um, and as you all know, this is something that is something I'm very, very passionate about. And at the end of that, I, as expected, was I was tired. I'd had enough of talking to people, I'd enough of seeing people, but there was a tennis match that Nader had signed me up for. And with a measure of reluctance, I decided I would turn up, I wasn't going to bail, and so I turned up onto the court. And it had been about four or five years since I last played tennis, which I hadn't realised, but my body now behaves a bit differently, and so I took quite a long time to get back into it. But as we began playing hitting the ball back and forth, exchanging a few comments, a bit of banter, started getting into it. And by the end, I felt I actually had more energy and I was really enjoying the chatting that we were doing. Not like a deep conversation, not like an in-depth interview. Oh, so I heard you're doing this cycle ride. Tell me more about it. Where are you coming from? Where are you going? But pretty just relaxed almost sort of superficial comments of just like, oh, great shot, you know, high five, that's awesome. And what I discovered, and what I've been discovering in the past week, is how amazing human interaction can be and how different, different types of human interaction are. So playing volleyball, having banter, just making comments after different people's shots, exchanging a few words here or there, a high five, a hug. It is so human. It is so wonderful. But it's also something I've completely missed out on over many, many months, actually. And it's been difficult on the road because when I come to a new place, and particularly on the Indian subcontinent, I'm always the focus of attention. I tend to be. And there are a lot of questions directed at me. But playing sport with different people has been an amazing reminder of like how wonderful it is to be with people but not be the focus and just be in the presence of human beings in a super relaxed way. And this has been a wonder, wonderful discovery. And it brings me back to what I remember thinking during lockdown, this concept of active relaxation. Because sometimes... It seems very tempting that the best way to unwind is to do nothing, like scrolling on your phone 
or like watching TV or indeed like when I went to Goa I was there by myself and I thought that is the only way I'm going to really be able to recharge my batteries go somewhere by myself but actually doing something if it's the right thing can be a much better form of relaxation whether that's like cooking or reading a book or playing sport in a fairly low-key way with the, with the focus being on fun rather than excelling in performance and so this is something that I'm going to take away from this week is the importance of active relaxation doing something a bit different but rather than trying to shut myself away and recharge my batteries by being alone actually there's another way of doing this being with people but not necessarily having the deepest conversation of your life I'm sure for many of you this is pretty obvious and it's kind of how you live your lives but for me it's been a little bit of a wake up call and a revelation now I also mentioned beginning like a change is as good as a break and that is the other thing that I have discovered when it comes to physical activity I have just started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu which has opened up this whole world to me and a whole different way of using your body of being physical of being active and you know I do spend so much of my time cycling and running and I get very accustomed to using my body in a certain way and thinking that I'm very fit which of course in a narrow sense I am However, doing jiu-jitsu with this wonderful guy called Ed has forced me to engage with my body and mind in a completely different way. So, jiu-jitsu, it's a little bit like wrestling. It's a little bit like... A very little bit like kickboxing or another martial art. It's probably closer to wrestling. But it's much more interesting than that because it's essentially like a puzzle that you're playing with the other person because you're both trying to position yourselves into ways that you can force the other person to submit. And in a sense, it's a bit like playing chess with your own body because if you can manipulate someone into a certain position, then you can manipulate them into a, a, a further, more progressed position and then another final, more progressed position which allows you then to you know, potentially choke them or break their wrist or their shoulder. But at each step moving further away from that submission point, you're trying to negotiate that person, that puzzle, into a place where you can gain that advantage. So in some ways it's a cross between chess and twister. So it's something I've also enjoyed immensely, taking the focus away from running and cycling and allowing me just to explore something else. So I've been very, very grateful to the opportunities I've had in Dakar to move quite a long way away from the ride, both in the way that I interact with people and the way that I'm using my body. And so to my surprise, it's actually not been in Goa where I've had the best holiday and relaxation, but here in Dakar. I'm not sure